welcome to Astrological Empires of the Ramjack Celestiary. Hello everyone, it's me, Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is our good friend Brad. Hello, citizens, hello. And our good friend Dan. Hey, how's everyone? Doing all right. Well, doing great. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show, Dan. I, I, I know yes. you and Brad went on some Halloween adventures. Cannot wait to hear about those. Manzies, you guys, you you thought you thought you were safe in November. Well, guess mm. what? We're recording this on November second, so I, fucking deal with it. It's still Halloween, goddammit. I think there can be some layover. I mean, the what is it? Um, the Day of the Dead lasts from October, or the season of that can last from October thirty first to like November third or fifth, depending yeah. on where you celebrate it. So there's overlap. You're I, fine. I'm seeing a lot of assholes on the internet posting up solstice trees already. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, fuck you, fuck you. I don't think so. So I don't know how they did it, but our neighbors, two houses down, they were decorated all out for Halloween. And overnight, they decorated for Christmas. And right now, they have Christmas lights just all over their house. I have no idea how they did it. It's... (sighs) It's wild. What if it's just a button? What if it's all LED and like a program? <laughs> and so they just switch from mm. Halloween to Christmas. That would be pretty sweet. Mm. Um, huh. That is an idea. But um, yeah, I don't know how they do it. I still have some of my Halloween stuff up, obviously, because I haven't had time. It's only November 2nd. Come on. Yeah, come on. <sighs> so uh, yeah, bear with us as, as we go through. I'm, I'm sure people will love it. We talk about some more creepy stuff that happened over Halloween. I have two stories, if you don't mind me starting off, guys. Go for it. Um, on the Friday before Halloween, I went to a costume wedding. Um, so that was interesting. I had gone to nice. one earlier where cosplaying was involved in earlier October. That was mixed because it was not encouraged. It was like, hey, well, it was it was like, hey, cosplay if you want, but you don't have to wear a costume if you don't want to. It's Halloween season. Do what you want. You can just wear normal clothes. I wore normal clothes. But for this wedding, I decided to go as a doctor and my wife went as an x-ray. It was just some costume we could find. Costumes were hard to find when we started to look for costumes. My original idea, and I don't know if I said this last week on the podcast, was for my wife to be a magician with a top hat and like my jacket with like cards up her sleeves and a little wand. Um, one of the scary monsters you can be, I guess, because magician. Um, sure. Dan and Brad will shake their heads. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I was going to be a, a rabbit in the hat. I was going to get bunny ears and just like paint my face like a rabbit. So she'd be the magician, I'd be the rabbit. But she, she said, nah, I don't know if I want to find a top Pad. And I had one at one time, but I lost it. So there you go. So oh. we decided to be a doctor, and uh, she got a onesie with an X-ray. But anyway, this did she went, already have that? Uh, on, oddly <laughs> enough, no. Okay. <laughs> we had to and buy. That it. was easier to get than a top hat. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but it's what it is. It's what it is. Um, so I, I was not prepared for the level people were going to go to because we were dressed up. Everyone was like cool with our costume and everything because we, we tried, but some people went to elaborate links. People were spending hundreds of dollars on, and I guess it was just because it was the wedding and it was an excuse, but anything you can think of. There was one person that had like a full on, I'm going to say movie caliber, uh, like queen of hearts outfit, like with, with everything, like everything. I was like, you, how much did you, she said she spent $300 on it. I is insane. Uh, Random stuff. There was another doctor that gave me a look during it at one point, like, hmm, another doctor. Uh, but he was giving AstraZeneca shots. Everyone was also having like a bit with their costume, like he was a mad doctor. I don't know. Uh, someone came up to me and was like doing a scene from, uh, what is it? My Big Fat Greek Wedding where there's a doctor involved. I've never seen this movie. 
Um, but they came to me starting a bit about it, and people kind of gather around like, oh, there's gonna be like a little bit with this, and I was, and I tried to like improv with her for a second, but then she stopped and says, wait, 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 you've never seen this movie? I was like, sadly, no, and everyone went, oh, and they like, the crowd broke up, and oh, it was a huge faux pas, but I didn't, then I fucked it up, I just hadn't seen it, just I'm sorry. Just you haven't watched that movie. Yeah, well, you haven't seen 2004 is my big prank, <laughs> you're good, and you couldn't. I couldn't. Redo a scene with somebody randomly huge faux pas people were like Ugh. someone looked at me and said you better hope the groom doesn't know that you didn't weren't able to do this and she walked off i hope she didn't tell the groom uh yeah it was weird there were two grooms it was a gay wedding it was awesome um at one point um they got the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus to come in. Um, they were drag queens, elaborately dressed. Like, they looked like they came out of the movie, and they did the whole spell on you thing. Uh, the performance was a little bit, eh, underwhelming. It could have been a little better, but it's what it was. Uh, but the costumes were amazing. I have pictures with them. But the the big thing that was crazy um, was, and the, I guess their family surprised them. One of them is a huge Star Wars fan. I think they're actually going to Disney to go to the Star Wars experience stuff. Uh... So they were be- they were being given the tickets uh, by the family. And they're like, well, wait a minute, we got a special guest to bring you the tickets. And shh, like a fog machine came out and like, and we hear like, and a giant R2-D, like a real R2-D2 comes out. And there's like a guy dressed up as like old Luke Skywalker behind him. People are going crazy. The guy's like, oh my God, oh my God. Like it's Luke. And Luke comes in. And he's like, hey guys, just got off Dagobah. He liked this whole thing. And he's like, but where are the tickets? R2, I told you to get the tickets. And R2 does like a frowning whirp whirp. And then he's like, wait a minute. And then from the other side of the place, more fog comes in. And they go, duh, 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 duh. And then 3PO comes in. Like in a guy in a 3PO what outfit. What the hell is this wedding? It is insane. It's crazy. It was, it, it, I had never been that close to like an R2-D2 and 3PO. Like, and I used to be huge into Star Wars as a kid. So the child of me cannot process what's happening. I'm like, what? But, huh? And it, they just interact with the party for the rest of the night. They're taking pictures. R2-D2's on the dance floor dancing. I have video of my wife and her sister, like, dancing with R2-D2. It was a fun time. Um, I, other okay. than that... There's a lot to unpack here, okay? Yeah. okay. Number okay. one. Number one, Alex's new podcast is Reviewing Weddings. Perhaps. Because yeah. you're going to some interesting weddings right now because mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. first the cosplay one or the cosplay if you want to wedding mm-hmm. i was like okay interesting now you're telling me that someone was given a seven thousand dollar gift mm-hmm. to to go to the star wars experience thing right now how much did it cost for the presentation because that sounds like a thousand dollars right there yeah. dan i'm glad you asked now all in on the wedding, and granted, this was a family thing done outside of it, so I don't know how much they actually spent on R2-D2 and 3PO and Luke, and I don't know how much they spent on the Sanderson sisters, but outside of those two things, which were surprises, the original budget for the wedding was $10,000, which I was like, wow, I, uh, okay. And it was a it was an incredible venue. It was very, it was like, it's just like this giant old-timey, um, like, what am I trying to say? Prohibition-era, like, decorated place in Newport. Port, Kentucky, actually, Brad, if you remember where that is. Um, yeah, I, I lived there. I, I yeah, exactly. You remember. <laughs> That's where um, I lived. 
So it was it was huge. It had like a sunken dance floor. Like it was really well nice. There were different stations with like food and stuff, open bar. Um, the food was okay. It could have been a lot better. Um, but they had someone like cutting like freshly cooked meat into like fresh meat sliders, which is what that table was. There was like a, a huge candy bar, like old timey like penny candy that you could just make your own goodie bag. Cakes. It was weird. There was a lot of stuff going on. The photo booth was like a giant green screen that you went in. They could put you in different places. It was elaborate. But ten thousand dollars. I. That's a how lot, many man. people? How many people? That's a lot, dude. For a wedding, that's not. That's Is not that a, not a lot? I thought ten thousand dollars was no. a lot for a wedding. No. It's, it's how much both did you spend on your wedding, Alex? It was more than ten thousand dollars. My wedding was not ten thousand dollars, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, I did not have a very large wedding. There was like maybe twelve, fifteen people there at the most, maybe twenty. We had a, a small wedding on purpose. We didn't really want to have a giant wedding. Um, I, how much was your well, How much was your wedding for twenty people? Um, uh, I don't remember. I think it was around five or eight thousand dollars. Now that I think about it. <laughs> okay, now how long? <laughs> Let's start to do math. No. <laughs> now, wait a minute. That's not true. I think the venue was a... Th- uh. You know what? I don't I, I don't know how this is adding up in my head. I, there's no way my wedding cost $8,000. I don't even know if it cost $5,000. But now I'm realizing, well, wait a minute. I think I'm getting the number wrong, and it couldn't have been $10,000. It yeah, had to be like, a disturbingly t- amount more than that. I don't know 10, where 10000 jumped yeah, in my head. Yeah, for what you're describing, I, I'm like, I don't <laughs> That's see That's a $100,000 wedding. How many people were there? Uh, okay, there might have been, it may have been a $100,000 wedding, which in my mind is insane. I don't understand how much that, how that could work. Because there was, there was easily like 150 to 200 people there. Yeah, there's no, no way that's $10,000. No, uh, then you're right. I, it must have been a $100,000 wedding. I don't know how Food I got to alone, that. I mean. I got to text, I got to text people to figure this out. There's no way. There's no way. Because I was like, that's a lot of money, but at the same time, that's not a lot of money for what, for the elaborateness you're describing. No. Yeah, for the amount of guests. Yeah, I don't know, Alex. I don't know if this podcast is going to work out for you. You know what, Dan? I appreciate the suggestion because it would be a good time. Go to weddings. Yeah. Bring back some uh, interesting stories. Yeah. But I just don't know if I have what it takes to really break down the financials of a wedding. And that's what everyone needs. At the end of, of Alex's podcast, that's where it is, where he just breaks down the cost of it. And was it worth the cost and the experience? I will no, tell you. First, the first breakdown is what Alex, how much Alex thinks the wedding costs <laughs> after learning how much it costs. And then we give him the actual number. <laughs> and then I'm surprised every time. No fucking way. Yeah, it had to be uh, way more. I, I'm, I'm texting now. When when or if I get those numbers before we finish recording, I will I will let you know. Yes. The only thing is else, else I'll say about the wedding was some of the costumes were pretty fun outside of what I just mentioned. Uh, there was someone who went as the shower from Karate Kid. If you remember that scene, that was great. Um, there were uh, a lot of people from like a league of their own. There were couples that, that had bought this really nice costume and thought they'd be unique, but like three or four of them had it, and they all were side-eyeing each other through the whole thing. Like, how dare you do my costume? That was neat. A lot of people with just nice, elaborate makeup. What was the one I was thinking of? There was someone who did like a really great Day of the Dead, uh, like the sugar skull on their face with like really nice makeup. Oh, and the only one that was really turning heads in a negative way is someone dressed up as a, uh, like an all out, like um, January 6th uh, mega person. And they had on 
I'm 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 gonna call you out right now because you just said mega again. I did say mega instead of mega. I apologize. Look, I don't know which podcast is really gonna work out in the end with my inability like had, to really. <laughs> we had four years of Donald Trump and we still can't work out mega. <laughs> This guy had on the entire outfit. Um, he had on like the the military vest. He had uh, like he had a picture of Nancy Pelosi with him, um, and I guess like a he had drawn like a target on her head. And this is a gay wedding. There's a lot of I would say very liberal people, and some people were like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And he's like, "Guys, it's just a costume." I, I he is one of those to be like, "Oh, look at me! I made this costume. Isn't it cheeky? Whatever." But he was obviously wearing a costume. But it was very well done. <laughs> Uh, and he kind of leaned into it as far as like his body language and what he did. Um, but it was what it was. That that was the the biggest head turner, I would say, besides every Disney character you could think of. Every, uh, there was just everyone there. It made me rethink, maybe I should have done a costume wedding. I, I know, Brad, you're still thinking about the murder mystery wedding. Um, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Defo, defo. But the thing is, is like you wouldn't be dressing up for it because you don't even know that it's happening, right? Well, that's uh, th- that's part of the question. Uh, there's a lot okay. in in there's a few variations um, that eventually will have to be worked out. But there is one where I do like the idea of, of people just coming as random characters. Um, but I, I think that may be I, I do, but still not knowing it's going to be a murder mystery. I would um, like it if you just invite a bunch of people. They don't even know what they're going to. They don't even know other people are going to be there. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to your house expecting that we're just going to like pop podcast or whatever and then then we come in and there's like a whole wardrobe everyone's been nice. fitted <laughs> and, nice. you, and you change Amazing. into your costume but i also like the idea of like having like certain people like planted as like characters like there's just a couple of cowboys <laughs> for some reason <laughs> and then like there's just people in very archetypal like costumes just there and like everyone's like i don't know what's going on and then uh then when the murder mystery breaks out it's a lot more fun but you know there's a lot of variations will happen. There's a there's a lot of steps before we get to the details of the murder mystery. Um, one being the the bride. So a lot to do between now and then. Okay, gotta get on that. I love the just the 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 environment like that the, the get the vibe set with crazy characters like the cowboy because I guess it does kind of ease you into the concept of when someone falls over dead. Oh, there's been a dead body discovered. That it's it is kind of more okay. This isn't a real dead body. I am in the murder. I have stumbled into a murder mystery and a wedding. Okay, cool. Let's buckle in. No, I like that. Like no. Brad, what if on like the dating apps, like for your bio, it's just planning a murder mystery wedding? Inquire Ooh. within. Could you be the one? Huh. It's an option. It's an option. That is awesome. Cannot wait. Um, Beyond that, because I know you guys went to Halloween Horror Nights on Halloween. Halloween here was pretty normal. It was a a beautiful day, wonderful night. It wasn't too cold, but it was still cold enough to feel like fall. The leaves started to fall uh, in in a few trees. So some of the yards were covered. It it felt very Halloween and fallish. Wow. Um, Okay, someone has their numbers wrong because the number they're giving me is $10,000 and there's no fucking way that wedding costs $10,000. There's no way. Someone is misinformed. Someone is lying. Someone is lying. And I don't know why. It could be tax evasion. Who knows? Um, or like, I don't know. Anyway, um, Halloween is pretty normal. Um, my daughter had gone as Mal to like a trunk or treat thing, a character from uh, Descendants, but wanted to go as Elsa again this year. So she wore her Elsa costume and I put on my Olaf onesie again. And she wanted to go with her mother through half of the neighborhood and me with the other half. But she actually didn't end up going to that many houses. 
Um, but the weird thing this year for me was a lot of people thought I was her brother, which kind of blew my fucking mind. I was like, what the fuck? So I'm walking with her. I'm carrying her little train because she has it. And this, uh, this, this family happens upon us. She's like, oh, it's Olaf and Elsa. Oh, you were so adorable. And we're like, hey, you know what? And she's just like really excited. My, my daughter's just like, yeah, I'm going to freeze you guys. And she tries to like freeze them. And some of her kids like play along like they're frozen. And the woman, the mom's like, oh my God, are you her brother? And I say, no, this is my daughter. <laughs> and they like, oh, really? Okay, okay. And I'm like, guys, what? The ha what? I obviously look like I'm a fucking adult, right? Like, just because I'm in a... <laughs> You're on the wrong side of 35, friend. I'm on the wrong side of 35. You fucking know this. What, are, what is this some sort of act? Do you want me to ask if you are the also like their sister or something or whoever? It was fucking weird. But I got it I think, twice. No, I think they were like, there's no way a grown man That's what is I'm dressed too. up as Olaf and a onesie. This there's has to no be a way. teen. Yeah, it has to be a teen. This is a punishment. Are you her weirdly tall simpleton brother? <laughs> Uh, the the other people who confused us were some teenage girls. They were looking at us and they were like, and I heard them say, because we could, like, I, we were going around and I was like, come on, Elsa, let's go. Because I just getting my daughter to continue down the ride and she would go trick or treat. She'd get her candy. She was just, she was overly excited. Um, but I heard uh, there were these uh, teenage girls were going up to a house and they were like, oh my God, Elsa. And one of them said, hey, Olaf. And I was like, uh, hey, I was like, hey guys. And then one said, oh my God, brother, sister costumes are so adorable. Like they said this like in confidence of each other and I'm, it was awkward, uh, but we kept going obviously. But again, I am an adult in a fucking costume. I'm not a child. I actually kind of got mad as that I kept getting told, hey, you've got to be the, as Brad said, simpleton older brother. <laughs> I am not, mm. I'm an adult. Weird. Super fucking weird. Um, but we went back and we handed out candy and she was excited. At one point she was- Then you went uh, to this one house and Chris Hansen was there. He was oh, like, no. sir, stop it? pretending to be her brother. Yeah. <laughs> Here, have a brownie. Uh. Uh, yeah, what are you talking about? But the funny, to me, the most adorable thing is my daughter really loves handing out candy. So when we got back, like half the night is her getting her candy. But when she gets back, she wants to hand out candy. So we were outside like we were last year. We, we had like a table set up so we could like put candy on the table just to help with kind of still social distancing in this time of COVID. And um, at one point she was just at the edge of the driveway saying, candy, get your candy candy here. Hey, who wants some candy? Come get some candy. <laughs> Just eager to give it out to the kids as they were coming up. Uh, cause it's her, it's one of her favorite things. Joey was out with his, uh, his, uh, his dad, cause I'm his stepdad. Uh, and apparently they just had a fun time. Nothing too crazy to go out talk about from that perspective. What was uh, Joey dressed as? Now that's an interesting question, Dan. Because what I told you guys in text, I think I did get slightly wrong. Um, so I've talked to a few people, and a lot of kids around this age, like ten to eleven, maybe twelve, um, are dressing. I guess as all kids do, as uh, like scary people. Now whether they are like iconic movie killers, like uh, the guy from Halloween, or like Jason Voorhees, like they do that, and that's a common thing. Though I didn't see a lot of them this year just in the costumes that came through. Uh, I saw a lot of like uh, ghost faced killers people and then like newer or different movie things. Um, so the concept of dressing up as like killers is is there. So this year, uh, little Joey wanted to go as like um, a guy with like really, we bought these like um, prosthetic like scars and stuff. And he bought like a fake giant wrench that was supposed to be his weapon. 
and he said he was going as like a just like a, a killer thing. I was like, okay. I mean, I, I I don't know if this is something I should be worried about. Again, a lot of kids do this. I never went through that phase, but some kids do. But then he clarified as we get closer to it, it's the same costume he's done the last couple of years. No, 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 no. I'm actually a zombie, but since I've been bitten and am a zombie, that makes me a killer. And he, he kind of presents it with that kind of like, he stops and looks at you like, cool? Like, is that okay? Which also kind of makes me alarmed. Like, well, wait, are you think you're pulling something? Like, what does this mean to you? But he, he went as a zombie killer, in his own words. Not a, not a serial killer, as I had typed into our uh, message chat. Though I do know someone whose kid is going as that, and that is also terrifying. Or, I don't know. It's Halloween. I think that's what you're supposed to do, though. You're supposed to be a scary, scary creature, yeah. I see that, too. Like, to me, a monster is just the same as one of those killers because they're both huh. monsters. If anything, the killers are scarier because they're more realistic. The vampires aren't real. Well, well what killers did, are. What did you guys dress up as uh, at 10 or 11 years old? What, what, what were you guys at that age? Do you remember? Hmm. Hmm. Um, what? What grade was that? What, what, what are we that's looking about at? about fifth, sixth, right? Yeah, fifth, yeah. sixth, ten or eleven. Okay. Yeah. What grade is Joey in now? He's in fifth grade. So there you okay, go. Okay, so fifth, Perfect. so fifth grade. Fifth what, what were you grade. in fifth grade? Fifth grade. I think I was a Hobbit. Okay. That might have been fourth grade. Um, I got like fuzzy slippers to be my feet because Hobbit have hairy feet. Um, and then I wore like a cloak and everything and had it all out. Um, really cold. It snowed that um, that Halloween. So it was not a good one to go out in house shoes, which is what it was in. But I was dedicated to the Hobbit foot thing. Um, so I um, went anyway. I think I think I was a mishup, um, uh, a mix up uh, killer situation. There you because go. Because I, I think I was because I wanted to be a Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. But uh, my family's trash, <laughs> so um, they're like, "Well, here, just put on a black hoodie." And I was like, "But that's not a Grim Reaper costume." <laughs> like, "Well, what else do you need?" And I was like, "I need like you know, like a scythe yeah. and like to paint my face like a Grim Reaper." And so, like, they came back with like a like a hockey mask, like a Jason hockey mask. And I was mm. like, well, "What about like the the scythe?" And they're like, "Go make one." <laughs> Go. So I had like I had like okay. a stick with like a piece of paper that looked like a scythe on it or cardboard or something. Oh, that's great. So like yeah, it was pretty much a pretty much a, a bullshit uh, <laughs> um, kind of killer thing, I guess. <laughs> Joey went at this Grim Reaper a few years ago. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a common costume. What about you, Dan? What what did you go as? Do you remember? I was Bart. Yeah, I was Bart Simpson um, nice. as a killer, as a nice. murderer. Bart Simpson murderer. That <laughs> <laughs> no, is just Bart Simpson. Nice. I would encourage Joey to do that. If next year he's some sort of killer or anything, I'm going to tell him to do that. Like, just go as whatever it is as a killer. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I'm Elsa, but a killer. What? Man. Well, it's Halloween. Trick. It's how it works. The lamest thing, and this is the last thing I'll say, is that people were campaigning during Halloween. So they would come around with their kids and be like, hey, by the way, vote for uh, so-and-so. And we're like, all right, I'd not not cool. And their houses, because we live in an area where a bunch of the people running are giant, just like, vote so-and-so. And it's like a little stand. And every piece of candy has a big sticker that's stuck on the back of it to give it to you. Hey, have your parents. Remember, parents to vote, vote so-and-so. It was tacky. Just tacky. Yeah, I don't like that. It's no good. 
Oh, okay. There is one other thing I want to I want to say really quick around Halloween before we jump into the other stuff because I, I, I so one of the other things is we had a knock on our door uh, an hour before normal trick or treaters and we're like early trick or treaters and it was our neighbors and they're like hey we're having a bonfire kind of in front of our everyone has like a little uh, mini uh, fire pit for their driveway who has them and they just sit around it all Halloween night uh, but we were invited to the local uh, pizza uh, fire cook thing before Halloween. Um, and I got some very strange, interesting stories from our neighbors, um, which I, I, just some dirt. Uh, one, one guy, one neighbor, um, disappeared one day. He never saw me. Uh, we actually saw him at a restaurant like months later, uh, but he hasn't been at the house. Turns out he was kicked out for cheating and, uh, she found out and just kicked him out. That, that, but that's like a tale as old as time. Like, of course that happens. Uh, but just an abrupt, I never saw him again was interesting. Um, weirdly enough, I saw him at what we dubbed the Cougar Bar of Westchester, which is where I live where all the older women go, I guess, where all the older people, I guess, just hang out in a very weird nightclubish area. Anyway, or in an environment. Another thing, one of my neighbors, their daughter, um, was recently married. She was married to like a soccer, like a pro soccer player from England. Did not work out. Uh, they were only married for like a month. Um, They've been dating for a long time. But she is now uh, in a relationship months after her divorce with another guy. He has three kids. And I want to say they've only been dating for a month, but he is moving in with her with his three children. And um, he did something. This is probably where, no. I, he paid for something very expensive. Like, we're talking like tens, tens of thousands of dollars for her about her house. Do you think that that's a red flag? Or that should be worried? Or do you think that's that's normal? I mean, who's scamming who? I don't that's understand. That's the question I'm asking. Who's scamming who? Um, this person is also an anti-vaxxer and may have gotten fired from their job because they just refused to get the uh, vaccine. Ugh. So that's another that's another angle of that story. Oh. Um, but yeah, someone scamming someone in that situation. Yeah, there's definitely had nothing scams. on the up and up. All the way down scams. And their parents are like, meh. I mean, they're happy. I mean, what, what else can we ask for our kids, right? And we're like, well, there's a scam somewhere in there. Yeah. For sure. Yikes. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's that's all I've got for Halloween. Just just right. that. Well, that's pretty spooky. Yeah. yeah like spooky hot times. Goss. Hot goss. Hot goss. I just don't know how Alex knows about this place where, like, um, all the older people go to because he's just a, a, a young lad. Yeah. Man, I don't know if that's important. How, how does he Man, know anything know. about that? Um, well, we went there. So there, there's a bar here called Jags, which already is a horrible name for Like, you just know something's happening at a place called Jags. And everyone kind of says it with a drawn-out way like that, which also kind of tips you off that maybe you don't want to go there. But it's also all older people, talking like people their 50s and 60s they're like um hey where are you gonna go tonight oh we're gonna go to jags and they, they it's weird anyway we went there like really early to get dinner and it was fine um but we could tell that something was starting to build there like there was a piano bar and there was a guy on top and they were like uh like everything was starting to like like get a guy going. on top of the piano yeah, well, this is hard to ex- this is hard to explain, but there's like a, a circular bar area where the bar's in the middle, and there's like a circular podium in the middle of it, and it's big enough to where they can fit a piano on it, uh, not like a baby grand, but it looks like a half piano, and then a guy with a microphone and sing on it. And they take requests throughout the night, and they just play songs for these old people. Um, so we went there, we had dinner, and as we were leaving, um, it was getting packed with people in their 50s, 60s, older, just coming in, just laughing, drinking 
drinking, having a grand old time. And it felt very much like when I was going in my clubbing days of my youth, where I would go to the club, but with a much older audience. So we're trying to like get out and we're like shoulder to shoulder with these people. And that's where I saw my uh, former neighbor um, after months after him just disappearing. I'm like, hey, where did you go? And he's like, oh, hey, just uh, been around. Never told us anything about it. And I understand why. Who knows? But yeah, it was it was getting weird. And that's how I know about it. We kind of happened into it, trying to find food. The food was okay. It, 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 honestly, it was overpriced and it wasn't really that tasty, but hmm. that's how I know, Dan. That's my story oh, I'm enough. sticking to. Ah, absolutely. No, I think each town has like a place like that. For us, I don't know if it's, I don't even think it's there anymore, but it, there used to be this comedy place called Bonkers. And that's where, <laughs> that's where all the Oof. older people went to uh, have a hookup was at this, at this comedy club called Bonkers. I'll, I'll stay single. No, thank you. <laughs> You gonna go to Bonkers tonight? Let's get Bonkers. I can just see how people just went crazy mm-hmm. with that. Wow. I don't like it. I don't wow. Like it. Ugh. God, that's awful. Um. So I, as a, as a, as to begin this tale. <laughs> um. <laughs> again, Dan, I'm so glad you you're joining us this evening to help relate this because part of it seems like a fever dream to me. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's just as, as a bit of a preamble, Saturday evening, I was watching the uh, Muppet Haunted Mansion, which, by nice. the way, delightful. I liked oh, yeah. it. I feel it was a lot more Haunted Mansion heavy than, than Muppets, but, but it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. New Kermit is weird sounding, though. Don't know what that's about. Why can't we mm-hmm. just get that worked out? Whatever. Oh, sorry. We have a. Oh, oh. There's a lot of dogs that live in this town. I'm, I'm recording on a patio, um, just so everyone knows. And there is, if you've ever been to Epcot, there's there's a um, there's a, a ride called the Land, and there's a dog that just barks the whole time. And um, at at the Land, there's also a, a restaurant that's right near where the ride is. And so you, when you're at the restaurant, you hear this dog barking all the time. And there's a dog <laughs> in this neighborhood that barks like that all the time. Not this one. This is this is something else. He's this one's not happy. But there's one like back here somewhere where he's just and it's like the same tone of that dog. <laughs> you know what dog I'm talking about, oh, right, yeah. Brad? In the yeah, of course. So. Anyways, I, I apologize for not my good. dog, but a neighborhood dog. <laughs> it's all good. But I'm I'm watching I'm watching uh, um, Muppet Haunted Mansion, and I get a message from Dan saying that uh, there were still some tickets available for a behind the scenes tour for Horror Nights. Uh, now we had we had um, we were already planning um, to go to Horror Nights on Halloween night, the last night of the the event. And uh, working out, you know, trying to hit everything. We at one point we considered getting like the express pass for the night to uh, just to be able to knock it all out. The crowds haven't been too bad this year, so uh, we're thinking we'd probably be able to handle it. But this uh, behind the scenes tour thing, I had never done it before. I was look, I I wanted to, but I had never done it before. And there's two different versions. There's a there's a three house version and a six house. And they take you behind the scenes. You can see, you know, all the details. There's a big tour. They explain everything. It's great. And I, you just threw it out there, like yeah. And <laughs> well, I, nice. you know, I had been looking at things, and I just saw that, and I was like, I'm tempted. Right. And I was like, and of course, you know, my philosophy is boldness always. So I was like, yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's let's do it. Why not? Like, it's still available? I'm shocked by that. Yeah, let's go for it. Honestly, the price difference between the three house and the six house, not, like, what was the price difference? It wasn't... Yeah, so, 
I, I don't know exactly how much it is, but I know it starts at the three house. To, the three house tour starts at eighty dollars, and then the six house tour starts at one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah. Oh wow. So yeah. I mean, at that point, you know. Yeah. What? Go for the hundred and twenty. Why not? Go all the way. All the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, now I had not looked. I mean, I was aware. Of, I knew it existed. I I you know, looked at it before previously, but I was like, I, I had no reason to really investigate it thoroughly. Um, but I'm like, fuck it. Tomorrow's Halloween. Like, <laughs> let's fucking do this. Yeah. Why not? Um. So in a very short and random period of time, like while I'm still watching Muppet Haunted Mansion, like we're in this. I'm in the app. I'm like, yeah, okay. Um. So should I book this? And, uh, bam, we're locked in. And I looked I looked at the website real quick, but I was also, I was looking at it on my phone, um, and I was buying the ticket on my phone, which is, like, honestly, I, I feel if you're buying tickets for yourself, you should probably be on a desktop computer, just because it's easier to read things, the information's there. I just wasn't looking at the details, I was like, ah, we'll figure it out. Dan's already looked at this, I, 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 I know he knows the details of this more than I do. All I gotta know is when to be there, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, but I looked and I saw that it was like, it was like a three and a half hour situation. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. They get to spend like a little bit of time in each place, you know, get a, I know you get to take, um, a bunch of photos. I know that like, especially with their houses, they'll let you take more photos than with like some of the, um, the property houses, like, you know, Hill House or stuff like that. That's like a TV or movie. You usually can't take as many photos there, which I was like, all right, cool. So six houses, plenty of places to take photos. That'll be great. So we're locked in. It's at 10 a.m. And I did see that it was like, all right, you need to you need to check in 15 minutes before. So it's like, all right, 9.45. So we're like, all right, we're planning to be there about 9.30. I'm going to pick up Dan at 8.45 and we'll make, a, we'll make a solid morning of it. And I was like, all right, cool. We'll have a solid morning. We'll, it'll, it starts at 10. So 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to 1. All right, so it'll be about 1.30 probably. Um, what? And then, like, horror nights, we can't even get in line until, like, I mean, it, the gates aren't going to open until 6, so probably if we're in line at 5.30. So, I, you know, we'll go to this, I'll come back, maybe I'll do something, I don't know. Uh, I decided to go ahead and do my laundry that night, because I was like, I don't want to try to get it done in between, you know. I don't want to deal with that, because we'll have that weird four-hour break or whatever. It's fine. So I pick up Dan. <laughs> And this is when I learned this, the, the three and a half, that was for the three, the three house tickets. Oh. Like, what, how long did they say this was going to be? So they said it would be five hours. Because basically what happened was, I, w- I, w- I really wasn't sure if I was going to buy it or not. I just kind of floated out there like, hey, this is happening. I wasn't necessarily intending that night to purchase it. But that's what ended up happening. And I'm totally <laughs> fine with that happening. Yeah. So, uh, but then once I booked it, I was like, because I did a, a very minute amount of research. Because basically, like, they don't really tell you much on the Universal website. It's. Yeah. My dog is murdering himself. Uh, anyway, so uh, Halloween. So, um, yeah, so so I went on the Universal website and there wasn't really like a whole, whole bunch of information. I mean, there was the, the five hour thing um, and that was it. And then so I was like, oh, geez, I'm going to, you know, we're going to be there. And like, because this was like later in the evening when Brad and I are texting. It's like oh, yeah. probably past 10. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, so it, it, it happened. It escalated quickly. 920, 923. Yeah. PM was when this conversation started. 
<laughs> yeah. We had to be there at 10 the next day. <laughs> yeah, or 9.45, right? So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, so then I, like, start to look on some, like, blogs and some YouTube stuff. And really, there wasn't a whole bunch of people that had a lot of information, especially for, like, this year. But, yeah, so I, I learned that, uh, yeah, it was, like, five hours, blah, blah, blah. So, I learned a few things. But, yeah, once I got in the car with Brad, um, we were chatting about some things. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be, like, uh, five hours. So, I'm not sure what we want to do in between, you know maybe we'll like go to the hotel you know one of the hotels on property where we can like go to the lounge or something you know just kind of sit for a little bit because it wouldn't make sense because if it were to end at you know the five hour mark that's about three it wouldn't make sense to go back to you know home and then come back yeah so uh yeah so brad was (laughs) not prepared that was the the, luckily like i i i I brought my bag with like all the all the things i would need for a day at the parks uh because i almost didn't because i was like well we're just gonna be there for a few hours and then you know i'll come back and i'll pick up my stuff for the day um so yeah i was taken by surprise (laughs) i mean we're getting our money's worth so there's there's that that's good um, yeah, so already surprise on my end. This was such an adventure. <laughs> um, first of all, I, yeah, it went, they finished it like 4.45. Whoa. Yeah, by the time everything was done, it was, yeah, it was about 4.45 by the time we hit all six houses. And then basically what they do is they escort you back to the front of the park. And, uh, Yeah. And then, so at that point, we were like, okay, what do we do? Like, it's not even worth going to, like, Starbucks. Because, I mean, you know how City Walk is, you know, Alex. You've, you've got to walk a little bit. Like, from the parks, you got to walk a little bit to get anywhere. Oh, yeah. And at this point, you know, we got there at, well, we got there at, like, 930. And you know the walk from, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got to go from the parking garage to the, the park. And during this tour that started a little after 10, you know, it took a little bit for everyone to get there. Um, But you're on your feet the whole time walking. And our plan, of course, is to spend the whole evening until 2 a.m. Yeah. At Halloween Horror Nights. (laughs) (laughs) It was a wild plan. Um, Wow. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that was really not planned for, you know, yeah. <laughs> be- before 9.30 p.m. the prior day, we did not know this was going to be happening. <laughs> it was, yeah. I mean, was, yeah. Were there no opportunities at all to, like, sit and get some reprieve? Or were they just kind of, like, getting we, you through the houses? Well, you know, we had, we had, like, an hour lunch break. Okay, um, that's yeah. good, at least. Yeah. Good. Yeah, there was an hour lunch break. And then a- and after that, you know, there was a couple, couple times where you could, like, use a restroom or something like that. Yeah. But it was more business. You weren't necessarily like, okay, here's yeah. a 20-minute rest period. Sit down, whatever. Yeah. Talk about um, what you've seen with everyone else. I <laughs> That would be a nightmare. <laughs> Oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. oh boy! Oh boy! So maybe we should get into our tour group. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Dan, take take it away. Yeah. So so first, um, basically, you go into this like back area to check in, and um, there were three different groups tour groups that would be touring that day and so um brad and i we bought our tickets separately and so like i check in and then brad goes to check in but apparently he was actually told to go to a different group (gasps) than what i was in we we didn't realize like you know because we just knew that we were buying the 10 o'clock so it's like okay if you buy the 10 o'clock you're on the 10 o'clock door right apparently not so brad had to finagle himself and you know give a tip or something to to get in on my group (laughs) 
And um, so, you know, we're just hanging out um, like at a table for a little while. And, you know, some people start to like come into the group and everything. And we meet our tour guide whose name is Zach. Um, who's amazing. Absolutely amazing. If, if you guys ever want to do a Halloween Horror Nights tour, you're allowed to, um, you, you can request who to, you know, do the tour. Ask for Zach. You will be thoroughly happy yes. and amazed. Uh, yeah, he great. was, I, I, I can't say enough about Zach. So we meet Zach and um, you sit down and they tell you like uh, what houses you'll be going to and in what order there's like a little paper that says that and then they give you a little menu that you can pre-fill out for when there's the lunch break at around 12 o'clock so uh, you know we fill out all that and then eventually we're taken to um, go on the tour and so Zach takes all of us into this um, other area where you know he's starting to tell us you know, basically what we're going to be uh, experiencing. And, you know, we're starting to learn things that we really didn't know beforehand. Like we're spending like 30 minutes in each house, Hmm. which is amazing. Like the amount of time that we got in the houses, because, you know, when you walk through the houses um, at the event, I mean, you're in there for maybe five minutes. Yeah. If that. You know, right. And that's kind of tops, right? That's like a longer house. So it, it was crazy, like everything that you get. So he started to do his spiel. Zach is doing his spiel. And then two people behind us <laughs> come. And he's like, you know, we're waiting on two people. Maybe that's them over there. Oh, were, were they the lollygaggers? They were the lollygaggers. Oh my gosh. We almost Could you missed imagine? out on Jude. Could you imagine? Oh. I didn't, so, I, like, I did, it didn't yeah. click yet. Wow. It was them. So <laughs> they come into the tour. And so it's a mom and her son. And he's 16 years old. And he's like, you know, taller than me. He's like, you know, probably about your height, uh, Alex. You know, so he's like 62, 63. And oh. um, yeah, and, and it, he he's basically a Great Dane puppy. Like he's <laughs> just gotten his legs. He's learning to walk. This is your introduction to Jude. So Jude, uh, <laughs> he was, he was a true hero. He was like, I mean, we really, we really came up, we, we went on a real journey with Jude and we guys, we hope we'll take you on a journey with Jude. Um, I, because at first it was like, who is this annoying, awkward weirdo? And then it's like, oh, this, we- who is this? And then it was, who is this annoying, awkward weirdo? <laughs> and by the end of the night, we're like, where's that annoying, awkward hero? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, at first, like, when you see him, you don't realize necessarily that he's a kid. Like, at first, yeah. right? You know, you just see his stature. But then as he's talking, like, we learn very quickly that he's basically a Halloween Horror Nights super stan. And yeah. just oh. loves everything everything Halloween Horror Nights and knows the facts. Knows all the facts and all the gossip. <laughs> that <laughs> is awesome. And all the rumors. Can, can I ask how many people are in your, your group of... Yeah, so it's 11 people. Okay. Oh, it was 11 nice. people and then and then the tour guide. It can go up to 12. But uh, yeah, so we had 11 people in our group um, and then including the tour guide. So, I mean, it was it, it's it's extremely intimate. I mean, and, yeah. and you're able to chat with the tour guide and they're extremely knowledgeable of all the houses, HHN in general, Universal. Um, yeah, it, it, it's really cool how close you're able to just get into the whole experience 
of HHN. So another question I have before you guys continue. Are you seeing all, because you get a lot of time in the house. Is the house staffed at all or is this well before anyone else gets there, I'm assuming? Yeah, there's no actors in there. The lights are on. Okay, cool. Like, so you can see everything. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, in 30 minutes in each house. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a, and you would think like 30 minutes, like that sounds too long. It almost wasn't long enough. Sometimes. Yeah. I, be, did, well, I because thought we were like, going to get kicked out by the end of the day. Yeah. Because I mean, let's be clear. It, we were not in each house for 30 minutes. I mean, I swear it was like 45 minutes. Most of the houses. Yeah. Um, Cause Zach spent a lot of time in each house. And before he would leave, like he would make sure like all questions were answered. Like everyone was satisfied. Like he said multiple times. He's like, look, I know if you guys, you know, spent this money, you are huge fans and you want to be here and see everything. But I will mention, though, um, so he starts to ask, you know, as we're about to leave, he asks, like, you know, um, who's been to or this this was at the first house we were in, which was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He asks us, um, you know, who's already been to the event and everything. And pretty much everyone's raising their hand, except, you know, I hadn't been to the event. So I was like, oh, I haven't been. And he's like, oh, are you going tonight? And I was like, yeah, I'm going tonight. And he's like, "Okay, cool. And then um, there were two people that uh, were not going to the event. And this was their Halloween Horror Nights was just to do the (gasps) daytime because they didn't want to do anything else. And it was a mother daughter. And um, yeah, so that was the way they were experiencing Halloween Horror Nights was just doing the daytime tour. Which that's is a cool way to experience it yeah, too. I think it's a, it's a yeah. cool way to go if you don't if you don't want to get spooked out. I think that's it's a fucking awesome. It's an awesome way to spend a day. Yeah. So what do you? So what, I know you're um, gonna get really into it, but I'm curious just off the bat, like what do they tell you? Like, well, to say- I, well, first thing they tell you because I do want to mention this right up front is they're very clear. You know, um, you know, as you're going through. By the way, you probably don't want to touch things. Uh, because mm. there's like a layer of fire retardant that's, you know, sprayed on, you know, most of the surfaces. It's just like sticky. If you get it on it, you want to wash your hands, you know, don't, you know, obviously you don't want to get it in your mouth or eyes or anything, which also <laughs> makes sense just because like, as you're going around, sometimes you stumble and I've touched things before. I'm like, why is this sticky? This is gross. And now I know that's fire retardant and not just universal being gross. Which, <laughs> yeah, which, awesome. which makes, which makes all the sense of the world. And, yeah. you know, so the tour guide, Zach, he made a, you know, pretty big deal of it. He's like, you know, guys, if, if you do accidentally touch something, you know, just let me know. We'll wash your hands, you know, very quickly. We'll get you to somewhere very quickly to wash your hands, you know, because you, you just don't want it on. <laughs> you don't want it on you. <laughs> In California, it's been shown to cause certain types of cancers. It doesn't matter. Just get it off of you as soon as possible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, useful information to know. Yeah, that, totally. Yeah. There is there is fire. So guys, just just so you know, if you touch something in horror nights and it feels sticky, just go wash your hands, guys. So I my first question after that, which maybe Jude also asked, I'm assuming, because uh, or someone else. So what started the 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 thin like centimeter layer thick fire retardant? Has it always been there as a safety precaution, or was there some event where a house caught on fire and they were like, oh, we gotta fireproof these? I just think it's probably just probably just safety in general. Because so many people are yeah. down there. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have to think like most of the houses, like especially when when it's all lit up so we can see everything, it's like hoarded out. You know, I mean, it's basically like if there were to be any sort of spark or anything, I mean, everything is so flammable yeah. you know, because they're using yeah, yeah, like expanding yeah. foam for a lot of the props. Um, oh, God. Yeah. You know, there's paper there. You know, I mean, there's just everything in there yeah. that, um, you know, 
could just i mean it, it's just gonna light up you know mattresses and if there, and if all there kinds was of stuff. chaos um like the the crowd would be would trample each other like trying to get out so, like it would be there you a go real mess that so, makes sense now yeah it's all yeah. coming together the shadows yeah. can hide a lot when it's not fully lit as far as like oh yeah i'm in a tinder box i understand yeah. also, like, <laughs> yeah. oh in Texas chainsaw there's actual like sparks like oh there, yeah. there you go yeah so yeah okay cool sense. cool makes cool. sense sweet yeah so yeah the the first one we go to is uh is texas chainsaw and i honestly uh it's it's like the one house that like i i i did not need to see again um like i i don't think I've, i don't even think i went in october i think i skipped it throughout october because i just mm. i disliked it that much like it's gross it smells terrible like ugh. like they pump they uh, pump in the smell of like this like uh the meat smell of the um slaughterhouse uh. yeah it's real it's real gross it's real gross don't like it don't like it so also they did it a couple years ago and they did it better so i'm like i've, I've seen it and it was better so i don't know why you're doing it um and that was one of the things they told us they they don't you they don't they never redo a house uh, because they did want some, and then it, they got bad reviews. Like, hey, we already saw it. So they brought it back, but they did it differently this time, which is their justification, because it's the 30th, you know, the 30th anniversary year. So they wanted to bring one of, of the old ones back. So, okay, but it was better the last time you did it. So. <laughs> did you mention this to Zach? And, like, no. press him on the question? Like, why Listen, did I'm you not, bring I'm it back? I'm not pressing Zach on anything, because, like, I, we'll get there. But, like, <laughs> Zach has some universal feelings, and I'm like, I think you're a little too uh too too, too loyal to the corporation <laughs> he's an amazing hero but uh, absolutely so yeah it was it was uh, honestly the tour i was kind of looking forward to going through it again because i was like maybe i'll like it more now because the tour was fascinating like there's so much stuff in there that there's no way you would see going through the house there's absolutely no way and that's what's ridiculous about these houses because like apparently like each year there's different um like easter eggs that they put in all the houses and so like one of the easter eggs is there's always uh this armadillo in one of the houses i think his name's walter maybe is that I think, yeah i think maybe uh it, it may not be so excuse me universal stands but uh <laughs> anyways so th there's always like an armadillo now obviously you're gonna see you know probably you're gonna see an armadillo like that's you know and this one was like he's in a cage it's easy enough to find this guy but apparently in each house there are at there's at least one butterfly in some way in each house, whether it be in a painting or like an actual like little sculpture or something of a butterfly. And these are like, I mean, some of the butterflies, like he would point them out because sometimes there'd be like four in each house or something. They're minuscule. Yeah. There's, there were times that he was telling us on the tour, like, oh, here's a butterfly over here with the lights on. Still couldn't see it. Absolutely. Wow. Not. Like could not find that goddamn butterfly. So how are you going to see it when the lights are down and like who is this like basically some of the stuff is like who's this for i think it's it's really for the set designers to just really do like all these fun things and like you know some of the things like in texas chainsaw like there would be like a shelf or there's this whole bookcase type thing and each shelf was um designated to one of the characters from texas chainsaw and so they had like little easter eggs that would tell you like okay this shelf is you know grandma this shelf is you know one of the brothers and blah blah it was ridiculous. Yeah. And I was like, I don't I don't even remember the characters from Texas Chainsaw Massacre enough to even begin to guess here. <laughs> 
I wonder yeah. if, like, everyone who makes these houses, like, every year they also do a similar tour just to admire each other's work. Or, like, what the process... Do they talk about, like, when they're building it, if there's any, like, cross-communication or, I guess, rivalry between the houses of, like, ours is going to be the best one? Or is that not even mentioned? Rivalry between who? The people who make the houses. Or is it the same people orchestrating all of them overseeing Oh, it? oh, no, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's one creative team. Okay, cool. So it yeah, really I is just for them. There, there's like a head designer, I think, for each house, I believe, or like, but, but they may do more than one house, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, as far as like all the set designers and stuff, yeah, the, it's cross-pollinating and everything, so. Um, but but there is like a thing like I guess at the end of the season where I don't know exactly how it's done but they do pick like somebody I don't know who picks like the best house um, of the year so I mean you definitely want to be a part of that house you know yeah. so I guess if you had more say in that house than others then you could really take that win to heart maybe I don't know <laughs> nice definitely um, and of course as we're going through this you know and, and uh, Zach's giving us information and uh, Jude's piping in with information <laughs> it was great uh, and the, 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 the okay so number one Zach is just like a great human because um, you know he wasn't a jerk about it he wasn't like hey kid like this is my job blah 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 he just let Jude do his own, do his own thing you know interesting that's cool do your thing whatever yeah it was cool yeah was Jude like a jerk about it? Or was Jude just like happy to contribute? Yeah. He's like, hey, let me just vibe with you on this. And he's just like, all right, kid, let's just, let's, Jude, let's do it together. Just Jude's just an awkward kid that's just got a, got a lot of knowledge in his head about Horror Nights. Yeah, and his mom like hardly says any words the whole time we're there. She's just along for the ride. Like <laughs> like the, the most supportive of uh, moms ever. Does, does she have a look of pride on her face as her son is just regurgitating this information or is it just more like blank like, all right, we're here. I'm, I'm here. I think she's just, she's used to it. She's okay. She's, she's like, used oh, yeah, to this it as I understand. Yeah. Like. This is yeah, what this my is life Jude. is. This is Jude. <laughs> I live with Jude. This is my life. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that was Texas Chainsaw. Um, I, it was amazing. Like, I was already, I was like, this, I, for somehow, somehow this house is so much better to me now. I'm blown away. Again, we were in there for like half an hour, and it's amazing. The next house we move on to was the uh, um, Icons uh, Captured House, which has all the Halloween um, Horror Nights Icon characters um, in one house. And there's a lot in there. There's so much in there. And I was, there was, I got to take some really nice photos, which was great. Like, the amount of detail, I, I just can't. Like, going in, I knew that one would have a lot. But, like, when he's, like, explaining everything, there's just so many little things everywhere. And he, he goes into the full backstory of all of the characters as we get to their areas. And, like, the whole history of all the characters. It was, it was impressive. And this is the house, I think, where I start to remember that Jude starts to run a little wild. Yeah. So there, there were many times where Jude would go kind of ahead of the pack. Yeah. Huh. And, um... Because basically the way that it worked is you would go into each room or, you know, you'd go into a room. Sometimes there's more of like a, a walkway or hallway. And they would, you know, he Zach would always try to stop us at an area where there's things to talk about, but also area where we can all be instead of just like a little hallway or something like that. So you kind of go from one room to the next, essentially. And so Jude is starting to go ahead a little bit. So Zach would have to let him know like, hey, you know, Jude, you're 
you're going a little far. You know, come on back. And, <laughs> you know, Sajid would come back uh, like a little puppy that he is. And um, this is where <laughs> Jude is starting to touch things. Uh, I, I remember. I remember in that house, he's just starting to really touch things. Yeah, a lot, a lot. His hand is glistening with flame retardant, and you're like, "All right, Jude." <laughs> oh, it was ridiculous. Touching things just to like poke at them, like dead bodies I, and like uh, things on the wall, like he. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some of that, right? Some of it is just like just touching things to touch things. Some things I think he doesn't even realize he's touching it. He's yeah. just he's just Jude. He's just like, he's, he's just an awkward, gangly kid. <laughs> just can't he can't not touch things. Well, what does that do? Because he can't have people just touching stuff on his watch, right? Okay, this is a good point. So we learned very, very early on that Zach is, he's kind of your low-key tour guide who, um, you know, he's going against the edge a little bit. He knows the rules. He's a rookie cop on the force shaking things up. Absolutely. Okay. He absolutely is. So he knows the rules, but but yeah, he's going to shake it up just a little bit. And so he told us like in in the very beginning of the tour, he's like, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you when you can and can't take pictures. You know, there's certain areas where we can't allow you to take pictures, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, "Eh, but it's the last day. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and he would always tell you like, just try, like try not to take pictures of things you're not supposed to. Um, it's only pictures, no videos, so try not to do any video. Um, if you do happen to do anything, just try not to post it online. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. And he would also be like, there's places where you can't take photos, but there are places where if you're standing in another room taking a photo, uh, that, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that could be acceptable. He's like, right here, if you stand right here, there's a good photo that you can take that you're not supposed to take, but if you're here, it's okay. <laughs> I got some of those photos. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, because I also, I, the other thing I learned early on is, while Jude's like going off in wild directions, um, I still kind of want to be a little bit ahead of the pack so I can get some photos because otherwise Jude is like going to be take Jude is taking a ton of photos, like of literally every surface. And I, I'm just trying to get in there while I can, while I, around him. And then I'm not holding up the group and I'm not being trapped by Jude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jude is in like half of my pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how this lackadaisical like approach of but it's the last day, which I love that would invite someone like Jude to just be like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. What's yeah. this feel like? What is the texture? Yeah. I need to take a picture and also feel this texture. I need to understand. <laughs> Yeah. He also he also had like um like a water bottle that he just kept dropping and it was like metal and so it was like every time clunk clunk clunk. He oh, dropped it at least three times. Yeah, and you know, I mean he's a kid so he's getting tired sometimes, so he'll just like sit down places. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. It's like it it went from being like Again, it really went from being annoying to me just being kind of nervous that like he's gonna break something and like it's like why isn't somebody doing something about this? To this, this is hilarious. I fucking love this. Yeah, because there was a couple times where he legit almost broke stuff, and yeah. so like Zach was always always really cool about it. First, he'd be like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> And then, you know, just make sure everything's okay with Jude. Because, like, there was one time where Jude hit, like, hit his hand on something, and he was just 
<laughs> He's like, are you okay? And then Zach would look at whatever damage was done just to assess. <laughs> He's like, okay, it's not broken yet. Okay. <laughs> what a true hero. Yeah. Are you okay? Oh. Just like very concerned about the person oh, yeah. who may or may not have just broken something. That's a class act right there. That is a... Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys lucked out. Yeah. Oh, we did see that somebody stole like one of the prop hands out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hmm. Which is like, yeah. fucking insane. Like, just straight up stole it. Like, it was crazy when he would point out, like, when, like, because there was a couple of things that had been stolen. Um. <laughs> I'm, um <laughs> There's a beef the going dog. on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you point that out. It's like, I, like, why are you people fucking stealing, like, scenery? Weird. But this wasn't in your group, right? No, no, this was just, like, from okay, the event. So he would just be like, hey, by the way, this is stolen. Yeah, he would point it out. Hand, That's like, pretty cool. Was, yeah, there was a meat grinder there was supposed to be a hand coming out of, but uh, someone had snatched it up. Thieved. Some, like, some uh, like spices in the kitchen were missing that somebody had just, like, stolen. People just, That's like, weird. grabbing shit. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, huh. Um... <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> it's all good. My dog barks all the time. Well, not all the time, but sometimes there's certain parts of the day. In the morning, just loves to bark at the bus, anyone on the street. Just loves it. I mean, that's, that's just what dogs do. They're protecting you and us. They're protecting the podcast, really, Dan, and I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not even Sammy. It's like a, a neighborhood dog just doing his Oh, that's thing. not Sammy? That sounds <laughs> like that dog is literally on the other side of that, like, wall behind you. Like, it is... Wow. <laughs> this neighborhood. It's all the time. It's like this. There's dogs just everywhere. Like next door, there's like seven dogs. Oh, it's insane. Like I Yikes. think only dogs live there. Maybe. <laughs> nice. So what was the what was after check? So you're almost. If there's six houses, you're a third of the way through. Yeah. So uh, this is when we. Um, oh, an- another thing that happened in there is uh, um, that random guy. I don't even know what he was, what he does, but like he decided to uh, um, scare Zach, which was great. Yeah. So there, there was someone who wasn't on the tour. Like he works at Universal, does something. I, I don't know what he does. He might be one of the directors of the houses or something, because they were going to be there to do something. Yeah. And so I, this was actually I was walking first in the group at this yeah. point it wasn't it wasn't Zach and so I'm walking and I go past what we learn now is called a boo hole which is an area where one of the characters is at is a boo hole and they come out at you um, so this this guy that works there is he's in one of the boo holes and I walk past him and I'm like and he's like Shh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like uh, okay and so, I, this is so weird because I was like I, is this part of the tour they're gonna have random people just spook yeah. us? So I was like, what is this strange? Because it was the second house, right? So yeah. it's like, is this what they do? Because at first, like, I thought it was like maybe like someone who designed the house or something and was going to like tell us about it or whatever. Yeah, that like, I thought really it was cool. like a part of the tour. But um, no, he's just trying to scare Zach. So he's letting all these people go. And as, someone, as soon as someone passes him by, he goes, shh. <laughs> and like where you, if, if everyone's either has the same reaction of whoa or what the fuck's happening? <laughs> Very strange. Yeah, and he's like, I'm I'm trying to scare Zach. 
I'm like, okay. How does Jude react to this person? Or does Zach get to oh, him I before Jude it. does? You know, I think this was one of the times where Jude was like kind of further back. Because I, I think it was like Brad and I were, were first. And then yeah. it, I think it was a couple of the other people. So I can't remember. I think Zach was like, he was pretty far back because he was talking to Jude about something. <laughs> like, <Ooh. laughs> but, yeah. But, but yeah, so eventually Zach passes the guy. And all the guy was doing was just like videoing. And I think like maybe he tried to scare him or something as he was coming by. Or or maybe he didn't. And Zach was just kind of taken aback by there's a, a human here who's not supposed to be here. <gasps> a 13. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, right. It was great. It was great. But after that, we had our lunch break. So uh, it was nice. We went over to the Monster Cafe. Got got that uh, that uh, flam 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 kuchen. Flam kuchen. Yeah. Is that, so is that the wedge thing you have in your picture gallery? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. Like it's a, like a German guy. flatbread. Yeah. But what was cool about it was for Monsters Cafe, basically it was blocked off except for people who were on the tour. So. You know, there there's, you know, 11 us, of us on the tour. Not everyone ate. So basically, like, Brad and I had our own room of the Monsters Cafe Ooh. that we were able to just, like, hang out and eat in and stuff. And um, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Nice. Yeah. Um, so we got a full hour for that. We unfortunately didn't have enough time to sneak off and go to uh, the Jimmy Fallon ride. We were which tempted. Is, which tempted. was probably for the best because it was good just to sit and uh, rest up. <laughs> So after that, we moved on to the uh, Welcome to Scary House, which is it's it's another one that's just got a lot of different locations in it because it's um, it's like the town of Scary Ohio where they've had a bunch of uh, haunted houses uh, themed at before. So there's all these different uh, little little vignettes in there, which was really fun. And during that, there's a room that's uh, um it's uh, meets meets. And it's like a little butcher shop situation. And Jude goes wandering around. And I, oh, another thing we've been told besides a don't touch things because they're fire, fire retardant stuff is also pro- stay on the walking path because otherwise, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to walk into. Jude, of course, goes wandering around like behind like the little kitchen oh, area. Man. And then uh, Zach pops out behind a door and hits Jude with the door. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Does he ask if he's okay in the same kind of, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. True uh, hero. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Who does that? Yeah. Like, who pushes the limits of, let me actually go into the scene that I'm not allowed? I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, with the invite, what? It's the last day. It's Maybe. the last day. You gotta it is the last day. No, I, I think Jude was, uh, like, in some sort of, like, HHN coma. Like, he couldn't even think because, <laughs> I mean, for him, imagine, like, how cool this is to be able to do something like this oh, and yeah. be so close to everything. I mean, we were excited. We're not, you know, crazy yeah. super-duper stands like he is. Yeah. You think he has? You think it has? Jude has what it takes to maybe be a director of one of these houses one day. Is this what he's training for? It's what he's trying to absorb. Or will he also take Zach's place? Does Zach see in him a young Zach that could also be a tour guide one day? Oh boy, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was. There, was there anything in the scary house, Dan, that uh, comes to mind? No, nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, you know, the same old, same yeah. old, you know, 
wackiness with with uh, uh you know uh with what's his face jude um but then you know then we are starting to learn a little bit more about zach and he's he's kind of like starting to go in little areas that maybe he's not necessarily supposed oh, wow. to go in sometimes like because he's starting to go basically like in the backstage areas to go into places where like the characters would be and he'll talk to us like through those areas which he's not necessarily supposed to be doing. So we're starting to kind of learn a little bit more of this, you know, rookie cop on the beat persona. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we'd almost talked to him into going up on the throne during the Icon's house. Uh, and I think uh, I think he just regretted not doing that on our tour. So I think he made up for it the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, after that, we went into Wicked Growth, uh, the realm of the Pumpkin King. Um, Alex, there's something I haven't mentioned on the podcast, because uh, I just found out about it a couple of weeks ago. I was late to the game. Um, yes, uh, you know, there's a Horror Nights bear statue in the Tribute Store, sure. Mm-hmm. But also this year, there's Lil Boo. A little boo. Little boo. What's little uh, boo? Little boo is a fake pumpkin <laughs> that's on the outside facade of uh, Wicked Growth. Um, little boo, um, HHN Little Boo has his own Twitter account. It's just a fan run thing. That I, they embraced this weird little pumpkin, and uh, you know, it's it's they started a whole thing. Um, and it's just this whole. You can if you go through the Twitter account, um, you'll see little boo like um, worried because he he doesn't know where his mom is, and he's afraid the pumpkin lord's gonna get him, and he's hiding from the witches. Um, it's delightful and adorable. Um, Do you? Do you, a, do you have a picture of little Boo in the um in I, your gallery? Yes, I do. So, okay, if you go to that first one, it's got like the three pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Is um, little Boo the one in the background? Yeah, he's the focus? one. Yeah, the one in the middle. Yeah. Oh, look at little Boo! Little Boo, he's so cute. It's oh, great. And he's looking for his mom. Oh. <laughs> it's great. It's great. But yeah, look at that Twitter account, HHN Little Boo. Uh, it's delightful. He's the he's 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 become the the uh, um the Halloween Horror Nights Bear of the Year. Yeah, so he's a hero. He's a champion. You gotta love him. Um, I've been trying to get a photo of him for a couple of weeks now, and I just can't when I go through there because it's right before you go in, so it's hard to get a photo, and it's also night usually. So I've I've gotten a couple, but not a great ones until the tour when I get to take some. Zach, not a fan. And this is where, like, his, like, universal, like, uh, loyalty, like, I feel hits pretty strong. Because, uh, his, his real complaint seemed to be that, like, the fan the fans get all excited about these random things, like the like the Horror Nights bear or, or Little Boo. And these aren't things that, that... The creatives work so hard, and they put so many, like, things in there. There's so many details you can get excited about. But these are just random things people are just deciding are, are the popular things. Huh. Okay, Zach. And, and so now this is my problem with that statement because like yes okay i i get that i i could see that perspective but the thing about it is like okay so for the bear you know that we uh, we all love the bear clearly right but the thing about the bear is he is a like halloween horror nights 
character. Like he's been in the houses and I don't think he's ever been given like a true name, but he's the Halloween Horror Nights bear. And so like this year in the tribute store, which is the HHN, you know, store where you can buy all the merch and stuff. There's a statue of the bear. And you can also do one of those old school like uh, molds, like the wax molds. And one of them is the bear. That's cool. So Universal, you know, it like, knows what's up. Yeah, they, they know they know what's up, what's up. But they also they essentially created all this, right? Now, Little Boo is something completely different. Like that's just something that someone made. Like they, you know, someone clued in on look at this particular pumpkin. That's Little Boo. They made a Twitter account. It, it did its thing. So, um, but yeah, I, so I just didn't like his comparison between the bear and Lil Boo, because I, I think yeah. that was unfair. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It was just like, I I mean, why, why are you gatekeeping uh, um, Horror Nights, Zach? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like, calm it down. And his whole thing was like, it's not even the cutest pumpkin. And I'm like, I, I don't know. It's a pretty great pumpkin, though. I mean, of the ones I've seen pictures of right here in your photo gallery, Brad, it's definitely the cutest one. Oh, I like it. I like Little Boo. And this I, Little Boo is adorable. It's great. It's great. So um, uh, that was like, that's, that's, my, that's, my one, uh, that's my one strike against Zach. He's a little, but his whole thing was just like, there's, there's so many other things that people could be focused on. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I mean, those things are great and all. And that's why I'm on this tour. But I'm like, Little Boo is fun. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. yeah okay there's the whole history of like of like with all the, the characters and like the, the cindy and like the all these like very minute the caretaker and all this like minutiae yes you can get excited about that sure but is that as much fun as a cute little pumpkin and I, I would argue that a lot of those other characters have a certain limit on the growth of their popularity, just given what they are. Where a cute little pumpkin, uh, tr- I mean, that is a, an iconic Halloween-like symbol, is a pumpkin yeah. with a face. You give it an adorable face, that appeals to all audiences of Halloween, not just the people who are into, like, scary, fun characters. I so, mean, I, I, I think yeah, you from can a marketing be... standpoint alone, Little Boo's yeah. got it. Absolutely, that's a thing. And like Just like I, the bear. An organically, um, you know, occurring you know, fan beloved character is just as valid as like the deep minutia of, you know, Horror Nights. So, hmm. should Little Boo and the Bear get their own houses? We'll leave yes. that open. Yes. I, I, I agree as well. Dan, thoughts, feels, concerns? Oh, I don't think Zach's going to let it happen. <laughs> yeah, Zach, Zach's going Zach's to protest. <laughs> All right. I, 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 I guess you're right. Zach says no. So, uh, yeah. So in Carrie, like, we, Carrie was nice. Um, one of the things, he, we went into a whole... This is also where we got into, like, some real detail about, like, the Triangle uh, Shirtwaist Factory fire. Because in the house, in one room, that's very dark when you actually go through it, um, there is a, a children's book that is about the Triangle Shirtwaist fire. Um, and, like... In explaining that, because that's just there as a reference, because it's like the fact is the the room it's it's been burned down and there's fire everywhere, so that's like a it's an Easter egg that there's a book that's about the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. He he went into it like a whole he explained the whole Triangle Shirtwaist Factory incident, um, which great. If anyone's not aware, get on Wikipedia or learn some history. Um, is this event. real? 
Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay, not, I did not know that. Fan? I thought it was just okay. some random thing for. I was like, they're really getting into this like story and like. I mean, well, for they this do, one but off. No. Okay. This is no. This is historical fact. It was the uh, um where they, uh, it was like a um a garment factory and they locked all the employees in there and all these women died because there was a fire and they were locked in. Wow. Um, yeah. So a major historical event. Um, but like he explained it in detail. But as he's explaining in detail, Jude is also trying to explain it. <laughs> and, but he's because he's just you know he's just impulsive and like I don't know I'm not gonna diagnose a kid. But like I feel like there's some ADHD there. There's some you know maybe there's an Asperger's situation. I don't know. But like he wants to he wants to like help chime in. But also Zach is on like the other side of the room. So Jude's just kind of saying this to no one and to everyone. And also sometimes he'll just like, he'll get through like half a sentence and just like, real, like just, you know, fade out. <laughs> so, and Aww. actually there was a, oh, and then one, there was also, uh, and then they locked them in because, uh, and uh, it's like, what's happening? It's like Jude pop-up video as Zach's explaining this historical event, which all of it, I mean, uh, you know, it's an important thing to know about. And it's interesting that this, you know, they have a book. That, first of all, it's interesting. There's a children's book about this disaster wild, um, but also that it's in this room. It's a lot. And he went on for like at least five minutes about it. Yeah. At least. Because the thing about Zach is he can take a long story or event and really uh, compress it into a very tight story that leaves no detail behind, but can just condense it like nobody's business. It's exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're on to Wicked Growth. We, we're a little boo. Uh, Zach's not a fan. <laughs> Zach's telling us which pumpkins are acceptable and which are not, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Um, that house is amazing. That's my favorite, I think, maybe. Um, especially after seeing all of it, like, going through the tour. It's, there's just so much there. It's great. And, yeah, he's point. he also points out, like, where all, like, the water spouts are when they spray you with water. Oh. There was two in there that he pointed out, and I still couldn't find them when he was pointing them out. Like, <laughs> I know, I'm sure they're there. I, I couldn't find them. Well, at this point, he was also on top of, like, the gourd, like, where he's the pumpkin king, where he's yeah. not supposed to be. They've told him before not to be up there. Um, but <laughs> it's the last day. It's great. Like, yeah, I feel like that was when he hit, real hit Zenith of, like, yeah, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. Like, he's in the pumpkin. <laughs> it was great. So much fun. Um, I got a lot of good photos in there. That was that was a delight. Um, after that, we moved on to the puppet theater, which I like. It was it's so cool to see that one um, with all the lights up and everything because there's uh, like there's just so much like uh, artistic detail of the set in that. I feel like I feel the actual house. It's more atmospheric and set than it is even like scares and things. I feel like there's not enough scares in the actual house. Um, but it was, yeah, it was amazing. Um, at this point, like, Jude's really just, I feel like Jude's just really, as the day goes on, and he's, I don't know, maybe he's getting tired, like, he's just getting real touchy and real wandery, and, like, like, he's literally touching everything at this point. Like, <laughs> I, he, this is the stickiest boy you will ever meet. <laughs> he's so sticky, so shiny. <laughs> I mean, there's no way he's catching on fire. He is completely flameproof. <laughs> no matter what happens, he's safe. <laughs> he's also putting his hands in his mouth a lot. Ah! 
<laughs> so, Come on, Jude. <laughs> so don't worry. His mouth is also flame-proof now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his, his lips are glistening from it. <laughs> oh. Ah. Does Zach not say anything? Does he not, just a reminder, if you touch anything, up. wash he's, your hands. He's given up. Like, <laughs> it's just a level, yeah. yeah. There's nothing. He, like, the, he, the boy is, he, like, he's a Labrador. <laughs> like, he's just... <laughs> Look, his, his mom's there. It's a Willy Wonka thing. It's like, hey, it's on you. <laughs> Definitely. Nice. Oh, it was it was great. It was really great. If you go into my photos, Alex, um, when we get to Hill House here, he's uh, he's there's Jude standing in front of the Hill House sign. Oh, nice. I'll look out for him. Right now I'm going through. I, I don't know what order they're in necessarily, but... Um, so the, the last one of the puppet theater is the piano, and then there's the, the Hill House uh, with Jude in front there, just to give you a place of where we're at. Nice. Um, so yeah, the last house is uh, Haunting of Hill House, um, which, amazing. Um, guys, if you haven't watched the TV show, you should. It's great. Um, the house is amazing. If you haven't and you want it summarized in five minutes, just talk to Zach because he will summarize the whole complex story of Haunting and Hill House in five minutes. It's insane. I mean, I think you mean in like 30 minutes. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but still, I, like the well, summarization. The thing, yeah, because he asked us as we got in, he's like, okay, so how many people have seen it? And most of our group hadn't actually seen the show. Which huh. um, was interesting. I was not expecting that. Um, Even the had a herd of people? <laughs> I mean, oh, if man. you're a horror aficionado and you're going to the behind-the-scenes horror nights, I would expect I would expect yeah. you to have a knowledge of these things. Yeah. So, um, but he, he, Zach took it on and he explained it. And he explained it with, like, uh, you know, he didn't, it's hard to explain because there's two different time periods and it's, you know, jumping back and forth. Um, and he explained, like, all of the emotional details of the show. Like, somehow, he was able to summarize the entirety of the show. Because you have to. You have to know the plot, you know, to explain the scenes that you're walking through. Um, and, you know, to explain each one of the effects and, you know, what it means and where, what the references to the show. And, like, he's doing all of that. And, like, like he's he captures the full emotional breadth of this show with such detail and passion that, like, it was emotionally moving. His description wow. of the show. People were tearing up. I, I they were tearing up. Just like yeah. Zach, thank you. So after he's finished, there's just like oh a slow God. clap of like, yeah. yes. No. Jude I was started right to, there in the story. Jude started to wipe the tears away, and then some fire retardant had gotten into his eye, and it was yeah. He had to get evac'd out. <laughs> At one point, Jude like was like leaning on. <laughs> <laughs> he was leaning on there was like there was like a podium with like like a lamp on it or something or like a candlestick and he's just like leaning on it and it's like clearly everything's about to like collapse and I'm like I, I'm like nah, well it's Jude <laughs> that's what he's doing because yeah. these are all set pieces they're not made to hold any weight I mean they're not meant to be no. touched <laughs> foam and glue and yeah, stuff that looks like wood with I mean fire retardant <laughs> yeah and he's just like leaning on leaning on it and I mean, I get it. It's a long day. We've all been walking around all day continuously. <laughs> but like, oh my God. <laughs> like, 
it's crazy. At one point, we get into one of the last rooms, and there's like a there's like a table, and it's like the the poisoning scene, and Gene just straight up like like no. <laughs> just puts his hands no. on the table, like and just like stretches, and like the table not only is it covered in fire retardant, it's also got like dust on it because it's supposed to be you know a dusty table, and now it also has some Jude handprints. <laughs> Jude was here, and and sweet sweet Zach is like, oh, now your fingerprints are on it. <laughs> it was great. It was amazing. While Jude's mom just looks on, and <laughs> uh, like there was that one when when he got hit by the door in the meets meet. I think she did say something like, well, that's what <laughs> serves you right or something. That was like, the old, kid. That was the closest she came to like even trying to control him. <laughs> uh. Oh, it was I it was great. It was great. But yeah, Hill House, like, we're in there and a couple times I'm like, he's going into such detail to explain the TV show that I'm like, I like, how much time do we have left? There's there's no way. Like what it's we're gonna get kicked out of here. And we like we hear people like working inside and like testing things and like they're testing like the the you know the announcements before <laughs> while we're finishing up. Like because wow. we were supposed to be out by 4 30 and like uh like we were we were a little bit after 4 30. It was it was amazing. Yeah. So when it ended, did everyone hug? Was Zach like, thanks a lot? What happened to uh did you see any of the rest of these people afterwards, like going to the actual event? I I don't think I spotted them. I mean, it was a it was a busy, a busy event. No, the the we actually did see Zach at the very, very end of the night as we were starting oh, yeah, to that's leave. True. We saw Zach with the tour group. Because this dude was still working. Like no you have way. to understand, he did two tours he did one of the daytime tours and one of the r.i.p you know which is their version of like a vip vip evening tour so this guy had to start universal like he had to start like he probably clocked in at like 9 a.m and was there till 2 a.m plus yeah just telling the story just like making this experience better for these people that's fascinating yeah so um so at this point like it's like 4 30 um and we're like oh my god what are we gonna do we've got like i well it was like it was like 4 45 when we actually got out of the park and we're like well we've got like an hour before we need to be in line <laughs> like what the fuck are we even gonna do they're like do we should we go to starbucks like i don't know i we ended up just like sitting like on like a um I don't even, what, what, what? Like, there's like a fountain. There's like a random fountain yeah, was a, at Universal, fountain, yeah. and and we were just like sitting down there, and then we, uh, you know, ended up gravitating toward like one of the gates and sitting near there, um, so yeah. we could see when because we basically the way that we got into Halloween Horror Nights was uh, through like a side gate that not too many people go to. So right. we we kind of hung out there for a little bit until people started to get in line for that. Then we got in line and and ready to go experience the evening. This is only one half of our day. We just explained. <laughs> yeah, and like we're we're already like we've been walking all day, and we're like, and I'm like already like I don't think we're gonna make it the full night. I'm like I like this sitting down for like this hour was great, and like you know definitely needed to recharge. Um, but I'm like we're not making it till two a.m. <laughs> like hopefully we can get all the houses and you know get out. But I was like I we're gonna be too tired. At some point we're gonna give up. Like there's no fucking way that we're gonna <laughs> make it till two a.m. Spoiler alert. <laughs> We made it till 2 a.m. Nice. 
Very uh, nice. And like we had a solid game plan to go to the back of the um, the park and hit all those houses, hit um, Beetlejuice and Heart and um, Hill House, and then move over to uh, Puppet Theater, Wicked Growth, Carrie, and then move back to the front. So we get in there, and it's already a little bit. There's a little bit busier than we had hoped. So we did Hill House, and then we we were gonna hit Beetlejuice, but we we're like, ah, it looks a little crazy. What if we hit some of the slower houses first and just knock them out, and then we'll loop back to Beetlejuice, which we did. But something fucking happened at Beetlejuice, and I still don't know what it was. No, no, I still haven't been able to find out. But basically, like, there's an app for Universal that you can look at all the wait times. And early on in the evening, um, Beetlejuice was uh, reading as delayed. It was just delayed. Mm. So basically, you know, it was closed. And so by the time we got out of the last house that we were going to until we went back to, we were planning to go back to Beetlejuice, um, Beetlejuice had opened at that point, but the, the wait times were absolutely insane. Yeah. So, but we did come up with some theories of what could have happened or because eventually what ended up happening was we just did Beetlejuice, um, one of the last houses of the night um, because it was just so busy. And um, even when we went there toward the end of the evening, it was still pretty busy. So some of the running theories was that um, Jude went into Beetlejuice (laughs) and um, just took over the house, um, you know, dethroned uh, Beetlejuice. Um, He just wandered up onto Beetlejuice platform and took over um also maybe he was just too sticky he was just too sticky like he fell off on the on like the revolving tunnel and just got stuck there and they had to they had to get the jaws of life to pry him off <laughs> that makes sense and, or and- we were concerned for a while like what if something really bad happened and the whole beetlejuice house burnt down except for jude because <laughs> he's flame retardant and uh, now he's just putting on the whole show by himself, one man show style. <laughs> yeah, and so and then that was the theory too that you know because with the characters they get um, you know forty five you know it's forty five minutes on forty five minutes off. So um, you know we assumed that maybe Jude was just taking his forty five minute break, and that's why right. it was taking so long to get through the house because he was playing each character is the assumption. No. Huh? <laughs> his mom comes out and does the second forty five minutes. <laughs> you know, it it was great. It was a good effort, but just not as passionate as Jude. Yeah. <laughs> also not as sticky. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing. She was able to keep up with all the scares. Um, Jude wasn't because he kept on sticking to the floor. He was oh, oh. a little bit slower. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot. Oh. Um, we also uh, we got the um, we got that encrustable again with the hot honey and the chili flakes. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. It, uh, so, like, you know, I, I was I was planning out this trip a little bit because you know basically this was my only trip to Halloween Horror Nights. Usually I do you know the frequent fear as well, but just you know with with COVID precautions and all that, I decided okay I'll just do the one uh, one evening and and that's that. And I really wasn't sure if I would do that, but. As, as the, the season went on, I felt comfortable enough to do the one. And um, so I had planned out like all the things that I was going to eat and drink, but I had not planned that we were going to do this tour beforehand. And so like the drinking was out because 
if I have anything that's going to slow me down, that it's, it's just, it's not going to work. And then I was concerned is if I had too much food, I would be content and, and start to get sleepy and slow down. <laughs> so, so the, yeah, the, the peanut butter and jelly Uncrustable, um, which is literally, they just, they bought an Uncrustable, fried it, put some hot honey on it and the pepper flakes. And it's, it's delicious. You can try it at home because um, it's an Uncrustable. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid that it's that good. Um, but yeah, we we hit the, um, we we hit that Beetlejuice uh, near the end, and then we hit uh, Hill House a second time because uh, the first one we went through, we just kind of we were kind of off. We missed a lot of the scares, so yeah, it's very much a character heavy um, house, which was interesting to see. Like, because for me, in my perspective, you know, as I'm going through the first tour, uh, the daytime tour, this is the first time that I'm seeing all of the houses. And what was very interesting to me was the fact that, like, basically Hill House, there wasn't, like, it wasn't really hoarded out. There wasn't a whole, whole bunch of detail. You know, I mean, there was detail, but, like, there wasn't just, like, a bunch of stuff everywhere. Like, in most of the houses we were going to, there's just a bunch of stuff everywhere. And that was another interesting thing, like, um, seeing the houses with all the lights on, the hallways and everything are pretty wide. But once you go inside, when the, ha when the house is dark and everyone's in it, you feel very claustrophobic. But it's really not that way. Like, there's really a lot of space. It was very oh, interesting. interesting to see the, the differences there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Also, there's so many, just so many things I wouldn't have known. Like, the statues move, and I did not, I had no idea that the statues move. And I, I the second time we were there, I saw one of the statues move, but I, I had never seen it before. <laughs> and I would not have known if I had been on that tour. Like, there's so guys... many details that you just would not know. In the houses you didn't get on tour, did you? Were you able to now with this knowledge that there's the hidden butterflies? See any of the butterflies in <laughs> oh, any of the other ones? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. I've been through all of the houses, like except for Texas Chainsaw, like a dozen times. Like I, I, I would have no idea where to even start to look for a butterfly. <laughs> Just curious. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we did we we got into that last uh, hill house. It was like 150, like it was like right at the end. And like we honestly, because basically, if you're if you're in line at two o'clock, you know, at close time, they'll let you go through. And honestly, there's a little bit of a leeway because we definitely saw some people running into some houses at like 201. Um, hmm. Like we we didn't do Texas Chainsaw, um, but we did everything else. We did Hill House twice, so we did we did ten houses. And we did 17 fucking hours in the park. And we 17 hours. That we is could have, crazy. Yeah, we could have done Texas Chainsaw if we'd really, really pushed for it. But, uh, 17 hours. Yeah. I mean, you basically pulled the same day that uh, Zach did. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. It, it was a I, good time. Are you going to yeah. do it again next year, you think? Or is one time enough for you? That's the only way to do it. Like, yeah. you have to, we have to do it every single year now. Yeah. yeah, we it's have to do the tour. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't think we I need don't... to do the seventeen hours again. But maybe, yeah, maybe no, not seventeen no, hours. No, 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 no. No, you you do those on different days. Yeah, definitely. You do definitely. not plan that together, especially if Zach's running the tour because he's gonna milk every single moment he can. Because basically, the whole rule is they have to be out of the houses by four forty-five, and there have been times where they've had to like kick Zach out. Like, okay, you gotta go. 
Wow. Yeah. I hope he's there next year and that you're you're on his uh, tour group. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It was great. It was fucking great. Yep. Definitely the way to do it. I highly recommend anybody that's uh, coming down uh, uh, plan, to, uh, plan to do that tour one day. I just love that you did all this on Halloween. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the best way to celebrate. Creepy stuff all day long. Definitely. Oh, I know we're running a little short on time, but one thing I just want to mention very quickly, if we can. One thing, because this was my first time of the season being at Halloween Horror Nights, I was shocked by the amount of people in legit costumes yes, at Halloween really? Horror Nights. Like, straight up costumes, masks. People were wearing, like, the purge masks with the EL wire, like the light up wire. Um, they were wearing that. There was a guy that was dressed up as like straight up like Joker in like the, the face paint and everything. Like people were in, they were not Disney bounding. They weren't, you know, little nods to little, co- they were in straight up costumes. There was a Pennywise. Oh. There was someone mm-hmm. who was dressed up as a Pennywise. It was insane yeah wow yeah it was real it was really bizarre there's that one guy in a maid's costume that i think was just like a weird fetish (laughs) (laughs) well because he had platforms on he was wearing like platform heels or something and could not walk in them he literally almost fell except for his friend who was not in any sort of costume caught him yeah. You think it was like a bet? Because if that's the first time he's... You don't enter... You don't just go out in heels in an outfit like this your first time, right? I, I wouldn't uh, think so. Because you practice walking in heels. And and the costumes... Some of the costumes were so bizarre. Like, there was one guy who was a construction worker. He had a hard hat on and, and like, the vest, like, the reflective vest. And what's so weird is, like, sometimes, like, you will see, like, literal construction workers at... Halloween Horror Nights because they're working in Universal because they're like doing something. They're constructing something or fixing something or whatever. Like the odd choices yeah. people were doing for costumes yeah. made no sense. Yeah, there was uh, we also saw a uh, Forrest Gump and Jenny. <laughs> huh. Which which raised the question to my mind. I hope they went to Bubba Gump Shrimp beforehand. Uh, oh, surely. Surely. Well, I'd say that, but I, was, I forgot to mention this. A couple of weeks ago, I was at Horror Nights, and I was uh, I was in line for uh, Hill House, and there was a couple, and they were dressed as Beetlejuice and Lydia, like full hmm. Beetlejuice and Lydia costume, like not the not makeup or hair or anything. So it was, you know, more on the more on the acceptable range, I guess. But still, you're dressed up as you know Beetlejuice and Lydia. It's kind of weird. And the conversation I overheard was, "Do you think we should should we go to Beetlejuice?" Should you? Like, you're literally dressed as Beetle. Were you just gonna skip it? Do you. What? What is your deal? That is weird. It's not Halloween. You're dressed as Beetlejuice and Lydia. Middle of October. <laughs> Should we go to that one? Yeah. Yeah. You have. You're required to. You're brand ambassadors. What are you talking about? <laughs> Was she afraid they would, like, kick them out or, like, it would be over? Like, oh, we wore all these costumes. If we go there, they'll kick us out of the park. Or was it just like, do we really like, like, this day? That's I, like, weird. Even if, like, it's like you've gone a billion times and you've seen the Beetlejuice house over and over, you're dressed, you're dressed as Beetlejuice. Like, you yeah, have to you gotta go. go. You, you gotta can't go. not go. It's not a question, should we? It's like, should we go now or should we go later? That, okay. But not should we. Well, and at least, uh, you know, at least Halloween, no one was worried about getting kicked out. 
because being dressed up like because on Halloween, there was like 20 million Lydia Dietzes out there when we were in line for Beetlejuice, which, uh, by the way, Beetlejuice was absolutely amazing. Um, there was someone there was a Lydia Dietz who was doing like a straight up photo shoot in front of uh, the Beetlejuice house and had like the book and everything like yeah. it was insane. It was so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no one's worried that Universal is going to try to police anybody. I mean, wow. good for Jews because uh, <laughs> that boy needs well, policing. Okay, but okay, so let's say Jude causes some ruckus, right? What is security? What is police going to do? Because they can't touch him. Yeah, like it's, it's be dangerous <laughs> if they touch him. He's got flame retardant all over him. That's the thing. And I mean, could you even like, uh, like pepper spray him or anything? Like, would that? No, I, I, I think. I, I, too sticky for pepper spray. Like, it's, yeah. I think you just get a big net and you just like catch it. <laughs> That's the only way to go. But then, like, how do you get him out of the net? Because now he's stuck. Oh no, he's, he's no. The net's permanent. Like, he's just in the net. He's just living in out, net. Jude. He's living a net life now. <laughs> Have mom help you out. <laughs> See, my mind, I've seen like an animal control thing where they have that pole with like the loop rope in it and they just like looping it up and like go around the belly of the animal. Jude, they would just capture him that way and then he's just like flailing. Well, we can't get the loop around him. It's stuck. It's stuck oh, to him. Oh, man. And now, now he's got the pole and it's like moving them, right? And then, yeah, it's not going to end well. Knocking stuff over. The and the, yeah. Oh. Are you okay? Are you okay? And Zach, it's over. It's just, it's over. Oh. This sounds like an amazing time. I, yeah. I cannot wait. I, again, I hope this is an annual tradition. I can't wait to hear more from next year uh, to see how things change. It was great. It was a, it was a fine day. Um, I got home about, I dropped Dan off. Um, I think I got in around 3.30, I think. Damn. Um... Yeah, I was very, very tired the next day. I slept till about eight and I woke up, did some stuff and I was like, I am very tired. What am I doing? Yeah, um, I went to sleep. And Keep then tired. I went back to bed till about four. Yeah, I, I must say, uh, Brad was the true hero of the day um, as an enabler. Um, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and just a, a true hero and trooper just to, to, to make sure that I had a wonderful evening and well a whole day and and halloween it was uh absolutely amazing so i i can't thank brad enough for uh just showing me a good time it, it was oh, so fun it was it was a good time I'm, thank you for for <laughs> suggesting it because it was a treat and uh i'd like to thank the listeners for listening to ramjack because this is this is the show uh another one down again in these high holiday times happy holidays everybody um as we go toward thanksgiving uh, there is the Ramjack Facebook group. There's the Ramjack uh, YouTube channel. There's also uh, ramjackpodcast.com to get in contact with us. Tell us what's up, Jude, if you're out there. Um, tell us something about, tell us about your experience, your side of the story. How do you wash it all off? <laughs> Are you still sticky? Are you still... Uh... <laughs> Zach, I'm assuming, is welcome on the show, too, at some point, right? Just if he's out there, if you just want to, if you hear this... Sure. Tell us more. Who knows? Sure. As a hero and whatnot. But, but but hold hold your hold your anti uh, bear and anti uh, little boo opinions. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dan, where what what have you got? Where can we find you? What's up? 
Yeah, absolutely. So if you like fun, independent movies, there's a uh, Indiegogo right now for the FP3 Escape from Bako, B-A-K-O. It's by Jason Trost. Uh, if you haven't seen the first one or the second one, you don't have to. You can see the third one. Um, and on the Blu-ray, so so it's an Indiegogo fun where you can get the Blu-ray of FP3 and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. Uh, but on the Blu-ray, uh, Josie and I I, uh, Josie, my little one, we made a recreation of one of the scenes from FP2, a training montage, completely in Legos. It's uh, two and a half oh, wow. minutes, um, but to recreate the whole scene in Legos, because it's this whole crazy montage, it's basically five minutes of us uh, animating which, you know, stop motion animation for Legos. Basically, it took us a whole month. It took uh, part of Josie's summer to create this uh, thing, and it's going on a Blu-ray, uh, the FP3 Escape from Bako by Jason Tross. Um, support that by going on to Indiegogo. Search it, Google it. You'll find it. Uh, so much fun. Yeah, uh, and that was fucking amazing. Like, um, absolutely fucking... The movie's amazing, but also that Lego montage, fucking amazing. <laughs> that is nice. Is it on YouTube or is it just available through this? We're, we're trying to promote a, a independent filmmaker. So the only way okay, you're going to so be able to see it exclusive. is by getting this. I'll send you the link, uh, Alex. But yes, <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we well, can just cut that part out, Brad. I don't even know about that. But I'm intrigued. I, I did a one-stop motion thing for Joey once in his youth, and it took me like an hour and a half for like, we're talking like 10 seconds. It was like a 15 second long thing, and I did it. It was just Star Wars thing. It was a weird story, and I and I cut a lot of corners because it was just something fun I did for the kid. Just like, hey, here's a surprise for you. Oh, my animals and my stuff and my Legos are doing stuff. Cool. So I can imagine this took a long freaking time. Like I, I'm excited. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's amazing, friends. We just want to um, throw out one last uh, invitation to you all. Uh, please RSVP. Um, we're planning uh, a very sticky ceremony in the future. Um, it's going to be wildly flame retardant. And uh, it's all going to come in at the very low, low price of $10,000. Which is a very reasonable price for a sticky ceremony. So I'm learning. So I'm, so I'm learning. <laughs> well, okay. But what does the $10,000 include? Does that include the cleanup or... Just, oh, that's just mostly that's that's mostly just fire retardants. We're just gonna just gonna be uh, a lot of fire retardants. Ten thousand dollars worth. Yeah. <laughs> so you're responsible for your own cleanup and any uh, damages you do due to your overly stickiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, you're gonna be able to put your handprints onto the you know onto the tables. <laughs> so when they're when they're done with horror nights, do they just strike the whole set? Yeah. Nothing yeah. is saved. It's just like to the dumpster. Oh, they no. Well, they have uh, they have giant warehouses where okay, yeah, they so reuse they a lot of the stuff. Yeah, they yeah, have a lot of the prop pieces and stuff. Yeah, they have like a whole prop like warehouse. Um, but one of the things they do is like one of the houses is over like in uh, Shrek 3D, and so there there's two theaters of Shrek 3D. So one of the theaters they close down, and they have the house in that. Um, oh. And that's where Legendary Truth was this year. And so what they do is they have four days after Halloween Horror Nights to strike the whole set and turn it back into the theater. And like, because it is like a legit theater where it has like, you know, it, it goes down and whatever. So they they um create a floor for it and everything. And all that has to be taken out 
and they have to put the theater back, all the seats, everything in four days. Damn. That's crazy. crazy. It's pretty wild. Pretty wild. 